I'm thinking we would do another second part to the romantic stuff we did last time, also because uh, it's more closely coinciding with Valentine's Day coming up. Uh, so it'd be nice and topical. Uh, well, I'm just thinking out loud. This podcast will probably be released after Valentine's Day, so whatever we can come up with, you know, it'll be too late, or it'll be about a year early. So yeah, but the last episode that we did was also on the topic of you know dating. We got that out before. So I'm thinking this time we talk about uh, some of the stuff that happens after dating. The, the long-term stuff that you sort of have in the back of your mind. Like, what is it that you want out of a relationship in the long term? Like, how big is marriage and children um, in terms of thinking when you go into a relationship? That kind of thing. So they listened to the last one, and they took our advice. And they, <laughs> they've successfully dated yes. someone now. Yeah. Now they're waiting on our next episode to... to Figure out what to do next, right? No, now it's the foot in the door technique, and they're just listening to our ramblings about how we want our marriages to be. I'm imagining, I'm imagining someone who's just like, you know, has noticed that we've delayed the upload by a week, and this is trying to buy time on this second day. Exactly. Like, no, no, I'm really busy this week. I'm really busy. Like just refreshing that Spotify page, hoping exactly. for the new episode to drop. <laughs> I wonder what to do. I need those four guys to tell <laughs> me what to, to do. To put something out for him, then, man. We don't want to give him a tough time, right? Mm. Yeah, our one loyal listener. Are we the four life coaches for poor Jimmy here? <laughs> yeah. How? When? When is it too soon to bring it up? Most. Most. Well, first times. of all, do you think it even matters nowadays? Like the, the the average amount of the average age that people are getting married is going up, and I think people, young people nowadays, are caring less about marriage would you care about marriage if you're not religious i guess that would be my first question yes uh depends on the financial uh situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's right actually i heard there's a lot of benefits to it but i don't know the details so that's why in the back of my mind don't need to think about it oh financial situation so you mean marriages are expensive well, the wedding is expensive if you want a expensive wedding. Mm. Even if you don't want an expensive wedding, I'm I'm sure just getting a venue and all that is going to cost you quite a bit. But I don't know, uh, like tax breaks or something for being mar- uh, married. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think there are. There's a lot of financial incentives for being married. I believe. Like, yes. You mentioned tax breaks for one of them, but uh, I know that like buying a house is easier, um, and economically, like you save money on groceries and stuff when you're living with somebody else. But I guess that doesn't have to be marriage. Uh, is this uh, buying in bulk you're referring to? Um, or yeah, going for two. Yeah. So like I know that uh, there's a Dutch survey for like the average um, person's grocery shopping. And uh, obviously, when multiple people, more people live in your household, buy food, the the total cost is higher, but the average amount spent per person is lower. So it's more efficient to buy for people. Right. By how much? It By sounds like much? details to me. Uh, yeah, I, but enough to, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> enough to warrant enough to warrant people saying it's less okay uh yeah at a stone toss i remember it being like 10 percent, 10 20 percent per thing it's uh, like that's, that's go from thing. one person to two persons like you save 10 percent per person something like that but you could check on Shit, the details 
Yeah, but I mean, if you've ever if you've ever bulk buyed groceries, you know, like if you meal prep for a week, then it's cheaper, right? It's the same thing. You're just stacking it on what, one day. Rather did you than did you say ten percent per person? Ten percent so, more efficient. Yeah, I think so. So we just need more people, right? Yeah, well, diminishing returns, but sure, yeah. <laughs> you can't bulk buy. Do you do you see what I'm getting at here? <laughs> I think we just need more people in the same house, right? <laughs> And I seem to think that you've got the biggest house out of all of us, Jitong. I, I think we're we're, uh, we're going off topic here. Let's go back to uh, weddings. I mean, they're culturally, they're culturally still important. Okay, wait, wait. Are we all so? If all of you guys were to get married, you want like a wedding? Because surely you can also just go and sign some forms and be considered married. I think we should establish that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like. Yeah, I mean, there's. There's still like cultural significance to the wedding, um, whatever that may whatever that may be, right? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm South Italian. I think that's quite ingrained in me, even if the religion okay. isn't. Uh, yeah, there's like a celebration of, of love and celebration of commitment and all of that. I think is you know, e almost everywhere on on the earth has that in some form or another. So yeah, I think it's still important. Fair it's enough. like the it's like the what do you call it like the official like you're you're confirming that it's it's a thing <laughs> like mentally i guess even i mean if you even if you were against it or i mean i think it's like still good for like you know oh it's it's like for real now right the ceremony is like the mark of the start it's yeah. not exactly i mean you can just do it like low key or whatever right a lot of people are excited to have a wedding. You, you know, there's definitely a lot of people who are like, oh my God, I can, you know, I, I am excited to be in dressing gown or not dressing gown, uh, huge dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly okay. talking about the people who wouldn't be bothered to do it. Because uh, like my neighbors aren't, they, they, yeah, like my neighbors are, have two kids mm. and they're like, like 20, they're in their 20, the kids are in their 20s and like they haven't, their parents haven't been married ever. <laughs> They just they just live together. No, but they like signed some forms or I don't know. I I, I don't know. I just oh, yeah. they're just not considered as a couple. I think. Oh, that's interesting. Or, yeah. Uh, do you know what nationality they are? Uh, the Dutch. Ah, oh, they're Dutch. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's a favor of the Dutch not caring so much for uh, marriage as a thing. But... Yeah. So I'm sort of talking from that perspective. Mm mm. -hmm. Probably it's. Uh, I I think it's nice to you know have an official like ceremony to start it off i've only ever attended one wedding and it was a similar situation to the one you've just described but it was two people who'd sort of been living together for a while had been partners for a while and they decided to finally get married and sort of i think i don't think they were retired yet i think i was quite i was relatively young so you know you've got a bad mental model of how like old people are like if they your parents age or older but not grandparents so they're just like old right so <laughs> I don't actually know how old these people are. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think they must have been around fifty or something. Wow! Yeah, they got, ah, they got okay. married to each other, and because they'd been working for a while, and I think they don't have kids either, they really went all out. It, it was amazing. Um, so maybe there's something to be said there about waiting. And hey, if you're going to be committed, this they went all out. Brother, what did they do? Why not? It was like in some palace in Vienna. <laughs> oh, wow. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And uh, what nationality were they? Um, Austrian and uh, Macedonian. 
I suppose we're not going to get a great sample size for this nationality thing, but um, <laughs> but in their case, it's more of like the finish line than uh, the beginning line, like Jin Yao is describing in um, his idealized notion. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, I, I mean, moving away from talking about the details of this one couple, they don't actually yeah. they don't know that well. Um, I think there's, there's something there of... Uh, Maybe if you if you wait a bit, you can do something bigger, or maybe if you wait a bit, you can celebrate in other ways. Yeah. I mean, there certainly isn't the need to. You have to get married, otherwise you can't have children anymore, right? So, which I think is what like expedited things back in the day. You have like your shotgun wedding, so if you need to get married because because uh, there's there's a kid. Oh on yeah, there. that one. <laughs> oh god. Don't want no bastard. Yeah. yeah. Is there a thing as a like reverse? closure because that's what I imagine the wedding is maybe what Janelle is saying reverse it's, closure yeah it's anticipation it's um, you know because it, it, it's <laughs> opening thank you that's the word I was looking for <laughs> reverse closure oh yeah <laughs> an opening yeah. to the marriage because it solidifies it in your mind it becomes you know it's a significant day you try to make it something special because well, I'm guessing hopefully there's a memory you're going to carry for a long time. And um, there's a bit of a high oh, point. Hopefully. That's the main thing, right? That's that's another thing. When you're looking back, that's like the one day where you can take a bunch of pictures because everyone is going to be there. And then that's, that's, the, that's the actual only chance you have to like look back at something. Because if you never get married, it's like you're like 40 years in. And then it's like, oh, let's relive some of the memories. Oh, wait, you know, <laughs> don't we don't have like an official. Well, you got like a little grandkid. Yeah. You got a little grandkid asking yeah. to see wedding photos. And you're like, yeah, well, actually, we don't really believe in the institution of marriage back then. So uh, we don't, we never, we never went for that. And then they start doubting. And they start, ah, oh, that's how, that, that's how society crumbles. <laughs> they start now. doubting if it actually happened. Yeah. But I like this. I like this. Marriage is good because it focuses the mind. You know, this is, this is right. It gets you in the right frame of mind. Yeah. What a romantic, what a romantic notion of marriage <laughs> on a podcast. Oh, well, we were, we were together. It just, Shit. It'll get me in the right mindset, you know, like, yeah. It'll be really good. <laughs> I mean, there's the other way of looking at marriage. It's just for people to, you know, they want a day about themselves. It's like, a birthday on steroids <laughs> suddenly you got this whole day or a weekend maybe even a week depending on how much money you're going to spend on this dedicated to you and this other person of course but mostly to you because everyone's selfish to some extent and you get all these photos you're going to look great in a dress it's fantastic everyone's congratulating you for those people that, you know it's a real a real feel good moment and that's yeah. what I'm <laughs> Yeah, think of that. Think of that yeah. Instagram. Think post. of me in that dress. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm sure. I'm sure. Nowadays, there's a legitimate thought process about the Instagram photos when it comes to having a wedding. Yeah. Well, wedding photos have always been a big thing. Right? Now you pay hundreds for a photographer to get the best pics. Yeah, but that is something you keep. Actually, no, you do send cards, I guess. Okay, maybe it isn't too yeah. far fetched. Also, the honeymoon. Yes. Now, the honeymoon is an excellent one as well. Much less controversial than the marriage. How does that work with time off, with with work? 
Do you get tar- does it count as your vacation days or can you get it in addition? Because that's another reason to get married. Surely it would count. You can count it as a vacation, <laughs> unless you're like know, maybe on you're two months of honeymoon or something. Imagine you're just a super <laughs> religious country. You know, they take these things very serious. You know, stick to the values. You know, do you want honeymoon? Take the time off. Yeah, yeah, and it would be really insulting <laughs> to your wife if you only take uh, half half of your honeymoon days. You know, in case you're gonna, in case you need to remarry later on in your career. <laughs> That's another that's another sign of commitment. It's like, oh, he took all his honeymoon days. He must really mean it. Or he's just demonstrating that he can plan ahead very well. Yeah, I think it does just come out of your normal time. Maybe you have like a sabbatical or something, like unpaid leave. Because people leave for like months, right? For honeymoons. I, I thought it was Did a relatively yeah. short affair. Like, oh, you oh. take a week off or something. No. I mean, if you take like, <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be really, really disappointed. <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, I can't wait for. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't fine. it peak too much if you like take a month long honeymoon and then you, just, and then everything else just seems like a disappointment afterwards. You ride it out. You ride it out till the end of it. That's there <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. Oh boy. That's the good end. You die first. That's the good end. Okay. Well, I quick question. We're all approaching our mid twenties here. Is marriage even anywhere close to your mind? Because this is around the age where our parents got married. At least my parents. But for me, this is this is still, yeah. you know, a decade in the future. Realistically, in my mind, I don't know what's gonna happen, but. It, it doesn't occupy any space in my head, the idea of getting married. I'll tell you what, uh, I think my parents haven't met yet for another year, so there's your different perspective, yeah. Really? Well, you, oh, right, when they were our age, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Damn. Yeah, I mean, same as you, Daniel. Probably, like, something for the 30s. I mean, yeah. the thing is, like, it doesn't, like, uh, what is it? Is that whole argument where it's, like, just because average life expectancy has gone up, you shouldn't be like. Doesn't doesn't always yeah you don't, you shouldn't be like oh I have to get married when I'm twenty or something, because back then it's like. Like it kind of made more sense if you're gonna just probably die around fifty or sixty or something. But if you're living till like eighty or ninety, it makes you can just like put it off a bit, or it's it's like you know you don't need to rush into it or anything. Is that what so you're gonna you tell your girlfriend? Any... Oh, don't worry, babe. We <laughs> live much longer now. Crisis. We don't need to rush it. <laughs> Twenty-five. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fifth time you've told me that. Listen, being married to me is gonna drastically decrease your life expectancy. On paper, it just doesn't make sense <laughs> as a move for you. Kiddo. Oh, <laughs> think about this. It'll spike briefly for the honeymoon and then just gradually decrease, take chunks out of the overall life expectancy. I definitely think I'm not like antsy to get married, and I don't I don't know what the social pressures would have been you know, thirty years ago. I think definitely like a hundred years ago, we'd be like failures and you know shunned by society, and our, our parents would be like dry wiping their tears away you know, in the face, but like because oh, TV is going to get you by your by the time you're forty five or something, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. but. Yeah, there's definitely. I definitely don't feel any kind of pressure from anyone to be getting no, married. The average age of a marriage for a male in the Netherlands was 34. The last time I checked. 
Is this first marriage? Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's first marriage. Otherwise, that'd be kind of a weird statistic. <laughs> statistics, yeah. All marriages. Yeah. All yeah. marriages. Wait, what? That'd be a that'd be a bad All marriages. Get married twice. Uh, Does it tell you that much though? That'd be weird. No, I'm pretty sure it's first marriage. Is that an interesting statistic? I don't know. Is it? I don't think it is. Uh, is it? It's like a yardstick against which you can measure yourself. How are you doing? We've got a few years. We've got about 10 years, boys. I don't know, we'll but do you it. can draw inferences from, like, first marriages. But second marriages can be for any variety of reasons, though. Yeah. And you break off into two yeah. different cohorts. Um... But the average age of marriage for a male in China was, uh, I think, twenty-five. Also, when that, I, uh, that makes checked. sense. But it was like, it was like five years ago wow. when I checked. So that would have been like the two thousand and seventeen census or something. Probably even not that. But yeah. That's not that long ago. That's really surprising. And is that mostly people who still live in sort of rural areas, or are these people, you know, in the big cities also getting married? married at like 20 yeah that's a great question i don't have enough info to yeah. one for one for next time Look, i wanted to ask what are your opinions on marriage pacts <laughs> what do you mean so like oh if i don't if i if neither <laughs> of us meet anyone you know oh we're good friends we're of opposite genders let's say let's be heteronormative we're of opposite genders we're good friends I'd never, I'd never be with you. No, ew, disgusting. You're like a brother, cousin, whatever. However, you know, if neither of us have found someone by the time we are into age here, usually mid thirties, then we'll get married. What do you think of that? Dude, the number of times I've heard that versus, like, how it actually ended up, like, as in, I've never, I've never heard how it actually ended up. So, does, is this actually a thing? Do people actually do this? I've heard it being said. Like initiated, but then do they actually follow up on it? Yes, it's. I've seen a few being. I, I know of a few people who are in these. I don't know any adult that is <laughs> any adult marriage. It just sounds like a very sad conversation you're gonna have in thirty years, because realistically, thirty years down the line, one person's gonna text the other, "Hey, I'm still single. You want to go through this?" He's like, "No, man, I got married ten years ago." <laughs> <laughs> You've already <laughs> catastrophized oh, it. Oh, sorry. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> oh. You're just setting up a very sad conversation 30 years down the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not 30 years down the line. It's like more like 10, 15 10, years 15. down the line. Okay, okay fine. Yeah, fine. You're, you'd probably make it around 20. And the, the deadline would be about uh, 35, really? 40. Really? I, I wouldn't say it. No, I have to be desperate. I'll put it 40, 45. Yeah, but then you can't have kids if you're a woman. 41 and a half. <laughs> I think even that's quite late. I don't know. Isn't it 42? Uh, as, as long as past 40, it kind of... Okay, 39 and a half. Yeah, we figure out when the mother hit menopause and then we chop one year under. <laughs> I'm just make it very fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, man! Sorry, I got married years ago. Oh, that's that's a shame, smiley face. How have you been, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it going well? Should I hold that hope? <laughs> I'll, 
Should I try again next year? You know, like... But if you if you break it down, it's sort of asking for a, a settling for a person. Because if you ask that, you're like, okay, you're the baseline, but I think that maybe I can do better. But then if better doesn't happen, you're sort yeah. of settling. However, I think, like from my understanding of how people usually go about these things, even settling will give you a higher uh, degree of happiness than if you didn't. I think especially settling because you're going into it with lower expectations. Because I think uh, arranged marriages have much lower divorce rates and much higher like happiness and contentment. Yeah, I've, rates. I've seen that statistic as well. So I, I, I think one of the one of the given reasons is you're just going in expecting much less, and you don't have this literally romanticized idea of what it's going to be like in your head. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Well, I've, for what it's worth, I've always thought wedding pacts were actually, um, like, if for somebody to seriously agree to one, I think is a pretty good, like, thumbs up from one person to another person. Like, I think that's a pretty strong, like, vote of confidence. Like, there's enough of a trusting, like, relationship at that point for you to, like... I think it's nice. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a sign of, like, all the right bits are there. What's missing is probably, like, all the romance or the sexual oh, attraction. Yeah. But Fair enough. you fundamentally think this person's, like, a, a good person you'd be very happy to hitch yourself to. So I thought they were, like, weirdly um, uh, practically <laughs> romantic, you know? Like, like, there's a contract that I'm signing that, yes, I think you're a good person, you know? Like it's, yeah. There's something to it. To my understanding, statistically speaking, like the more pragmatic uh, relationships also tend to work out better than the more romantic ones. So there's food for thought. We're really giving love a good name for this Valentine's episode. <clears throat> Be pragmatic, fellas. I mean, it's, it's, it's food for thought. I mean, this whole marriage pack thing is sort of time sensitive. It's like, well, <laughs> you might have done it, but if you didn't, it's not like you could run out and be like, hey, by the way. I was like... <laughs> Look, trust in the statistics, <laughs> the cold, hard numbers. Don't be romantic, just be pragmatic. Yeah, but no, I mean, uh, the, the, the science of wanting to distill finding a romantic partner is one that has been with humanity since the beginning of time. Yeah. They've had, you've had people be like, oh, you know how like uh, people that smell nice to you means that there's a genetic compatibility in terms of like your immune systems are different? So then yeah. the kid will be more genetically diverse. Like some people were like, hey, you know, maybe uh, we can use that to like find the ideal partner for people. And uh, they, they did that where you get to like send your scent over to other people and then, um, you know, match up with the people that have the scent that smells nice to you and vice versa. Um, but genetic diversity does not mean romantic attraction was the conclusion that they came to so even if you were like oh yeah you know our baby will be very genetically diverse good for their immune system whatever it might just end up not liking the guy so even if they, even smell, if they great. smell great i mean dude they, they cut out like literally everything else wait they just based it off smell right yep i mean if you just say it like that you're kind of like why, why would that ever work like if you just say that on its own, like they they try to find they try to match make just based off smell alone, right? Yeah. 
This has never happened to you. You've never gotten a good whip, and then instantly fallen for it. <laughs> well, well, Junior, you say that, but what, what, imagine if I turned it around. Imagine if I was like, "Wow, they were very successful." You'd be like, "Wow, that's genius! What a great that's idea!" A great, it's very efficient. Exactly, it's been proven as well. <laughs> it's a slippery slope when it comes to romance. In fact, you should have led with that and see how far I've supported you, <laughs> and then turned it around. <laughs> then I really would have looked like a jackass. I'm trying not to make you seem like a jackass this month. That's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, as we enter the midway point, I thought I would do uh, the, the extra baggage of the show. Uh, so last month, I was doing ab exercises as per one of those, hey, do 10 minutes of ab exercises, see how it goes. Uh, once again, uh, viability, effectiveness, and fun factor. So viability, uh, it starts off at a solid two, um, but gets higher. I, I think after like about a week of doing it, it's like a, a five or six. But like the abs, like unless you do weird things in your day-to-day -day life, you don't really exercise the abs that much. So it's like the first day you do ab exercise, just excruciating. But then it gets better pretty quickly. Um, after falling for a month, you don't get like, you don't get a toned six pack, but your abs do look nicer. Um, so I'd say like a four or five, you know? Yeah. Uh, fun factor. It's not that fun. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Would I recommend it? I mean, yeah, if you like, if you just want to look nicer for the beach season, I think it's worth doing. Um, but otherwise, I, I don't think it's for the, the average person. No one's going to look at your abs. <laughs> Except for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to look a bit more a bit more toned. So what exactly were you doing? What were these exercises? Uh, I went on YouTube. I searched abs workout. I just clicked the first video. Uh, it's pretty great. It, it She just goes straight into it. Like, there's no riffraff or anything. It's just ab exercises, like crunches, planks, 10 minutes. Uh, so I've heard... Uh, crunches can be kind of like weird for your back. I'm wondering if that's something that you, you came across. How does your back feel? Well, there wasn't any... Um, I mean, it hurt the first couple of days in terms of just doing the ab exercises, but again, after a week, uh, got used. Well, would you do them in the morning or in the evening? Evening. But abs is one of those things where it's like, why are you training it... Uh, sorry, why, why would you train it on its own? Is the question I would... Because yeah. six packs are uh, hot, you know. Yeah, but like imagine the rest. The rest, no. But the yeah. problem is the rest of you is still flabby, right? Supposedly. So yeah, supposedly you you gotta do really like flabby or skinny skinny frame, or just just assume this, right? And then it's like okay, they just launch into the abs exercises after hearing your recommendation, yeah. right? And it's yeah. like, it's like, what's the end result gonna be? <laughs> Well, I, I just want to make it clear for the listener that if I had to describe Jatong in one word, it would be chiseled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, right? If you think about it, your time is limited, Jinyao. Therefore, min-max. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why I only work out my right arm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just stand sideways in pictures. <laughs> Bring out, yeah, put your right arm forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, what were we saying last last the time? You know, they we've got to be really confident. If you spent the whole first date sort of leaning over with your right hand, <laughs> with your right hand in front, I think you'll make a good first impression. And hey, by the time they see your other side, they're too far in. You know, they're too far in. Oh boy! Oh boy! All right, I got one piece of fan mail that I was supposed to read out in like January, but I, I didn't get to it last time. So uh, all right, fantastic. Salutations, ROS. <laughs> it is gracious of you all to invite me to send in an audio message, but I am much more comfortable with the written text. I find myself struggling with articulating myself much more in speech. Oh, no problem, Jimmy. A more pertinent question is that of guests, as I am intrigued by the idea of having guests on. Who will they be? In other words, what metric will you use in deciding their inclusion? Yours faithfully, Carlisle. Uh, That's a very good question, Carlisle. Um, actually, I've been trying to get um, uh, Jordan B. Peterson onto the show. Uh, I think that, you know, we rate them on like conversationally interesting, right? <laughs> no, but yeah. okay, that's that's what what's the serious answer? No, what do you mean? No, 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 no. I I've been trying to get Jordan B. Peterson onto the yeah. onto the podcast. Oh, I rate them by how conversationally interesting they are. We've both been trying, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> Oh, you've also been trying? Yeah, he's getting twice the amount of mail. Can I just say, I think that would be weird because then, you know, we'd be mixing in, you know, the professionalism of the podcast with just, you know, our friends and our everyday pals because we hang out with Jordan all the time. Yeah. And it would just be a bit weird to invite him on the, on the show. That's a good you know? point, actually. Damn, yeah. You're, good I'm... old J- JP, you know. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, you're right. You bring up a good point. I got to get in strangers, people I don't know at all. People I meet on exactly. the streets, I gotta like harass them, ask them if they want to be on my podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's like that video um on YouTube where it's like, what is it? Jordan B. Peterson carefully dismantles feminism. If you look in the background, you can see us standing there next to it. <laughs> uh, you, co- correction, you can see Jin Yao standing there. I- I'm definitely not oh, you there. Didn't, you didn't want to associate with this no, one, no, did no, you? Not, not, not that one. <laughs> In fact, let me take the time. Let me take five minutes of the time to reconstruct feminism. (laughs) That's important. This is my cross to bear. Okay, so I will do this for you. uh, In terms of guests, that's a great question. Uh, I am going to bring on people that I know to talk about things that I don't know. Uh, I, as broadly, you know, doing this. Or I will get on people that I don't know to talk about things that I do know. I, as in broadly. In the, for the first category, yeah, will the guests know about this thing? Yeah, I, I won't bring them on if they if they don't know. <laughs> Cancel okay. the episode. <laughs> Just making sure you're not going to invite someone you know on and ask them to talk about something that neither of you know anything about. <laughs> Because I feel like if you did that, it wouldn't be a special episode. It would just be what we're doing now. Yeah, you're right. It wouldn't be a special episode. It'd be a mundane episode. (laughs) It would be something, yeah. The viewers are used to that. But yeah, we're uh, still working on it. And uh, we should get a special guest episode soon. Citation needed. All right. And five people? What are we thinking? Five people? I I don't know. That sounds like a lot of a lot of cooks to spoil the broth. No, no, I I think three people, three people. We'll get we'll get the best of the best of the best from the 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 four of us for this particular person, <laughs> and then it'll be uh, three. Yes, 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 yes. So you're you're looking for a good cop, bad cop kind of setup then, right? <laughs> yeah, or a bad cop, worst cop, 
good cop, gooder cop. <laughs> as long as there's cops in the brew, I think it'll be good. All right, I'll wear my hat. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible setup. Wearing <laughs> police hats. Oh my goodness. Good cop, bad cop. So can you just imagine you invite someone on and one person just treating them like shit the whole time. <laughs> I don't know why. That idea is really funny to me. Just like absolutely harassing someone whilst recording them. Like it, just, it just makes no sense. Uh, I think I have to mute myself. I'm, I, I'm going to relax. <laughs> have a genuine conversation with him. <laughs> the bad is just, Shut up! We were talking to you. Nobody cares about your opinion. <laughs> it's I just knew, a I knew we shouldn't have invited you. I knew we had your tongue wouldn't listen. This is a waste of time. No one's gonna listen to this one. I'm glad we don't speak anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the unique selling point of write only sometimes guest episodes. On other podcasts, you get an articulate conversation one on one. Here we get one on one, but there's a twist. Someone's trying to ruin everything. Yeah. There's a live heckler in the studio. That's like a, that's like a good. Um, it's like a good YouTube video like headline. It's like try to have this conversation with this. Uh, we try to invite uh, interview this guy, but there's a guy trying to ruin the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and now back to the main stuff. Uh, I want to ask: Does anyone have any topics in general to talk about? <laughs> no, is that no. your job? <laughs> <laughs> brutal, brutal but true, I'd say. Uh, okay. Uh, have you guys heard of the thirty-six questions to fall no, in love? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. Can you explain what you know about this one, Bernardo? So, if my memory serves me correct, it is a set of questions, and the, the sort of the thesis behind it is these questions are, are really important, really deep sort of questions that really touch the heart of what, of what someone is and what someone is to someone else in a relationship. And the idea is that you answer this set of questions with somebody else as you're getting to know them. and if you answer all of these sort of in the right way, then this would be the perfect way to know that you're going to fall in love with someone and it will set up, set up a long and fruitful relationship um, that you can both enjoy. Is that about right? Am I remembering that correctly? I think so. And I think the New York Times, if I'm correct, came up with the whole thing. Um, but I have the 36 questions right here. Uh, I would invite you guys to go through it with me and we can judge how good we think these questions are. <laughs> Shall we fall in love? I don't know if I'm ready. Uh, some of these, I think, are actually just uh, pretty interesting questions to drop in conversation normally. For example, like, the first one is, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? You, darling. Next question. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even think about it. I immediately was like, oh man, I want Obama. And I, I, don't, I can't even explain why. But that just first name that popped into my head wait does it have to be someone currently alive or can it be some historical figure and do i speak their language like can that be guaranteed like can i invite jesus and i can talk to him despite i don't know like aramaic or whatever i think it depends on how interesting your answer is because all you're trying to do is impress the other person and give them insight into who you are right so 
As long as your answer isn't Bernard boring, I'm sure. Genuinely wants these to are the parameters that are allowed. Yeah, well, I gotta let I gotta let my date know that I'm a devout Christian. So uh, I'm gonna invite Jesus so I can further my bond with, with the man. You know. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. No, I think I'd wanna. I think I'd probably be more curious to talk to a historical figure than somebody nowadays, mostly because you know more about people nowadays and you know more about like the things that the history books don't write about, like the context and like what it's like just being them. I think it's easier to get from someone nowadays, but I don't know, someone like, you know, any, any historical figure, like, I don't know, Leonardo da Vinci or someone like, I don't really know what his life was like, or like, oh, Alexander the Great did some cool stuff, but I don't know, you can read what, what the person did, but what was it, yeah. what was actually preoccupying them day to day and what, what actually would they be like in a conversation is I think much harder, especially if there's no like video footage of them. Um, yeah. I mean, how do you know they're going to be a good dinner date? I mean, Leonardo, <laughs> what if he was an asshole? Like, this just a <laughs> smug, arrogant prick. You don't know, I mean, they're important historical figures, think... but you don't know if they're good in conversation. It'd still be interesting oh. though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, but then it's, it's no, just totally be a cool. monologue. If they go off too much date. on what they're currently doing, like, or explaining shit, Yes. Yeah, you're having an interview. You're not having a conversation. You're going, oh, what do you do day to day? What do you do this? What do you do? It's just going to be a what if down the line. You want somebody you can actually talk with. I don't know. I feel like we'd have a lot to offer being from the future. Like, okay. I feel like if you sit down with Alexander the Great, he's going to have a lot of questions about, like, what are, what, what are things like at the year 2050? And you're going to be like, no, no, no. Tell me about you. What is it like being a Macedonian ruler? And they're like, so do you have, have you harnessed uh, the power got, um, of the you've earth? You've only got 30 yet, minutes you know, left, you're... so you might want to speed things up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we've got another table booking, you know. Have you harnessed the power of Hermes himself? With your no, 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 what ships? was your daily life like? You have wood. <laughs> so what happens? They just, you know, appear. You know, you have a 30 minute or an hour dinner day and they just disperse again. I think you're getting too caught up in the sauce, <laughs> Daniel. Fucking important, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> No, but then Fedora's asking about, you know, you know, they'd probably be asking things. You know, I don't want to be sitting there talking about what we're doing today in, you know, our year. That's what it would be, be too yeah. much to cram in one hour. Dear, dear listeners, you know, the, the be... important part is to uh, have fun discussing this concept with your dinner date at the moment. No, 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 Daniel, I think what happens is they get the bored back, right? And then a staff member catches them, catches them up with all the technological advancements from the past, like, history, right? And then you can have your conversation. Ah, okay. That's great, because when Alexander the Great asks Daniel, you know, what do you do? And Daniel says, oh, you know, I'm a podcast host. There's a lot less catching <laughs> yeah, up to like, do ah. there, because he's already been brought up to speed. He's like, oh, exactly. yes. <laughs> One of those, yes, yes. I'm well aware of the, of the concepts, yes. I feel like there's a lot of caveats in this uh, answer or this question. I don't like this question. This is a shitty love question. <laughs> okay, next question, dude. Next question. Yeah. This is too easy to get right, to right, right, right. Next, next question. <laughs> Number two. Would you like to be famous? In what way? Sorry, again, again, again. Would you like to be famous? Question mark. In what way? Question mark. Anonymous. Anonymous? You'd be famously anonymous? Famously anonymous. 
Or, or do you mean you want to be part of Anonymous, the hacker group? <laughs> also, also possible. Oh, that would be kind of cool, but no. Um, just you. It's a tale as old as time. You hear all, you know, the stress and annoyance to deal with being a well recognizable face. So, I would rather not. I mean, that's if I want to be famous to begin with. I probably wouldn't, but if I were to be. Yeah. There is an ancient Greek uh, man whose name I will not say for political reasons um, who wanted to gain notoriety uh, and fame throughout history. And so he decided to, I think it's like about 500 BC, burn down uh, a big temple. I don't remember exactly what temple. With the thought that if he burned down this great temple of Artemis or whatever it was, then the history books would certainly, certainly remember him. And as a punishment, uh, they condemned him by striking all of his names, by striking like his name from all the records, and they purposely didn't write his name down, so he would not be remembered. But he is remembered, and you can Google it and see his name. Mm. Oh wow! Mm. Looks like they didn't strike all records then. Yeah, I think people, the people kept it alive. Then. Uh, probably. Yeah. Is that what you would want? I don't know. That's what I think of when I think of. Would you like to be famous, and in what way? <coughs> oh. I, I've always thought wanting to be famous is a bit weird. Um, I don't think I've ever felt that. I think mean, it's more to do with legacy. <clears throat> I've thought, like, yeah. for this question, I just think, like, I'd like for something I've made to become famous. That seems nice, because then I don't have to deal with the fame of my face being recognized. Be like, oh, hey, this guy's artwork or book that he published, you know, gets famous. Don't need to get recognized. Not going to do any book interviews or anything like that. Ding. Three just keep up. cooking. Yeah. Um, let's see. Question number three. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? Question mark. Why? Question mark. <laughs> I mean, God, I've done that quite a lot yeah, lately. Yeah, me too, um, actually. With, yeah, with interviews or any kind of job thing, on both sides, for sure. Yeah, if it's like professional, then yeah. If it's personal, then no. If there's something I'm trying to achieve, I do. Hmm. What if it's like a conversation with your mum? And you've got like you've got to say something really difficult. Like it's a close family member or a friend. Or maybe I shouldn't have said mum. But you you are trying to achieve something, but you also know them really intimately. Mm. Yeah, maybe you do rehearse that because you want it to come across right, right? That's a tough one, actually. I don't think I would. Maybe maybe my life would be better if I did. <laughs> Stop <laughs> winging it. <laughs> Maybe that's why I've been extraneated by everyone who I love. I think it would be a formal, like a degree of formal thing for me. Because if I'm like thanking somebody and I wanted to be formal, I would sit there and think about how I want to say it, irrespective of how much if I know them, or like I'm trying to apologize for something. Got to be formal for that. Sit there and think about it, no matter how much I know them. Mm. You know, like the I'd say like the reason I run through like I have a pre-conversation, like how how it's gonna go out right. Yeah. I think it's like the I do it for the same reason as uh, because I I used to play saxophone right, 
and when you do um, when you do solos, you have uh, like scales, like uh, remember like memorized in your head. So when you have, because a solo is just you coming up with stuff on the fly, right? And sometimes you you can't think of stuff. So what you do is you launch. If you can't think of stuff, you can't just stop playing because the music's still going. So you play the the scale that you've memorized into your fingers, and that like bridges the gap until you come up with something new, and then you keep playing basically, right? That's the same reason I like rehearse like a telephone call, because like if I've rehearsed it, I've got like this this. If I stop thinking all of a sudden, I have this bit I can just like say out because I've said it out earlier to myself, you know. So I, there's no like weird awkward pause or anything. Uh, fall back on it. Yeah, exactly. But I guess you'd 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 be like you'd care about the outcome if you did that, right? So, yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. I I actually think in relationships I've done this as well, which maybe maybe is a red flag. I don't know. But um, you know, sometimes you've got like a really important moment in a relationship, and often a conversation is how you sort of get past that or address it. I I. Maybe maybe I've just never had sort of that level of intensity in moments in my in my friendships. In those moments, I, I found myself really wanting to get it right, and therefore rehearsing it. I, I think mean, I think yeah, I think what you, you just said, Junior. What did you say, sir? No, surely you do for intense moments because you want to make sure that you articulate yourself correctly. Yeah. So you you know you try to figure it out in your head, and by doing so, you. You know, preemptively practice what you're gonna say. Yeah. So it's not it's not to bridge some awkward gap. It's just to make sure that however you're feeling or what you need to say is said correctly. And yeah. Is not that's not yeah, confused. No. Well, it, I mean, by awkward gap, I also mean like if you didn't prepare beforehand, you you could just try to express some idea the wrong way, right? So it's like you make sure the words are. The, the word choice is right before you go in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Good question. No. No. Not for fall in love with someone. The other ones are much better. But understanding them more. I don't think it's necessarily. I wonder if it's about falling in love, but just understanding more about them. I don't know. What are you understanding from something? I guess maybe someone's saying, no, I never rehearse anything. I grab life by the balls and I just go for it and you're like ah yes I now know something about you but I feel like most people would just be reasonable there yeah I feel like some people could judge you based on this question actually yeah I I, I sort of had a flash in my head where it's like if you said yes I rehearsed in front of a phone some people would be like wow that's weird oh you mean judge okay, negatively because but... we're, we're judging yeah. for all of these questions judge negatively based okay. on the outcome of this question yeah <laughs> Okay, but, that, but now this is like, you know, now the best questions to fall in love are, you know, referring to our previous conversation, do you wash at least once a week, you know, like, like if you're just trying to filter people out, then there's much more discriminative questions that you could ask. <laughs> Alright, next question, come on. Alright, <clears throat> uncertain for this question, let's go. Number four, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Ooh. Great question for falling in love. Impossible question to answer seriously. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't. I think one thing is having a day and being like that was perfect, but another thing is having this like 
idea of what the perfect day would be. Uh, there's just so many things that there's so many different things that that can be, you know. Yeah, dude. Practically, the the answer to this question changes day by day. <laughs> I mean, you can make it as vague as you want, though. You could say a perfect day for me would be doing spending the whole day doing what I'd like. <laughs> and that would be yeah. a good day, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, spanner's in the works. Uh, I got an answer for this one. Pretty simple. Oh, go on, man. Sunny day. I'm at the beach. Nice sound of the waves coming in. I'm on a sofa. Sunscreen. Sun parasol. Book. Glass of red wine. Boom. Perfect day for me. <laughs> okay, Chitong, I'm not kidding when I say this. I will now. I'm now willing to devote quite a lot of effort to getting you to achieve this perfect day. This <laughs> Like, this is perfectly achievable. Perfect I, think, I, I think it is. I think I'm here is. for you. No, nobody's There's winning a... up with the red wine at the beach. Oh, that's a perfect combination. That's... You can have a rosé or something, you know, oh. refreshing. Well, no, no, because the rosé then goes warm over the day and you enjoy it less, whereas the oh. red wine stays no, at temperature. Okay, that's why you just, you just down there very fast. <laughs> so still you got the bottle. You got the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Start of the perfect day. Yeah, yeah still, perfect. Uh, still perfect. Still perfect, dude. Wasted out your ass. Uh, like, I've just downed this bottle of chilled rosé, and it's nine thirty a.m. It's time to have the perfect day. My glass is warming up. I gotta keep drinking. <laughs> I think I'm pretty. I'm a pretty simple guy. I got a simple idea of what constitutes a perfect day. Boom. There you go. This That's is very achievable, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great. There's a there's a Calvin and Hobbes. I, I love Calvin and Hobbes. And there's one where uh, Calvin and Hobbes Calvin asks Hobbes what if he could wish for anything in the world, what would he wish, what would he wish for? And Hobbes says a tuna sandwich. And Calvin is like, what the heck? What you could have wished for anything? What a lack of imagination! What are you doing? Are you anything in the world? And the next panel is is Hobbes eating a tuna fish sandwich, saying, "I got my wish." So there's something there. There really is something there. Yeah. You could get some. Pre I think you could get some pretty good answers with this one. You could also get yeah people who will refuse to answer the question, but you know. Uh, well, no. Okay, if I were on a date, I would definitely answer answer this question. However, because I'm not actually trying to make any of you falling in love with me, right? Uh, if I'm tr if I seriously need to answer it completely honestly, mm. then you know, I guess yeah, of course, right? It's just it's just what what attributes of myself am I trying to subtly like? Signal is is how I answer that question. You adjusted mm. based on that. Way. Um, I mean, I think that's just honest. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good answer in of itself. All right. Uh, next question, then I guess. Uh, number five. When did you last sing to yourself? Question mark to somebody else? Question mark. I sing all the time. Yeah, same. I hum. I don't know how much I actually sing. Does that count? Uh, no, humming does not count. Why does the humming not count? Because you need the words. Mm. Alright. Sing to myself, mm. maybe yesterday. Sing to someone else, probably last week. You sung to what does to someone else mean, actually? What does to someone else mean? Does that mean sing in front of someone else? Maybe. Or sing directly does for someone else? counting, like, trying to remind them of a song? Yeah, like that counts. That definitely counts. That counts. 
Yeah, because to somebody else, it must have been ages and ages ago. I could not figure out a song. Yeah. That I had stuck in my head, but that I I do not recall the last instance of that. Wasn't I? Didn't I try you... to get you to sing "Girlfriend" by saying "Girlfriend," and then we sang like two verses of it or something? <laughs> that Abel Levine one. Yeah. Um, did we? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I remember we sang together, so I'm guessing that does count. That kind of counts. Because you sang with someone. Yeah. And I, yeah. So and I joined in, so I wasn't singing it to it's you. Prob- it's know. probably a bad answer to your prospective date as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like this question. Bad question. All right. Well, hang on a second, but. Like, have you guys ever sang a full song for someone where they're not singing and you're just singing for them? I mean, every time I do karaoke, they're kind of there and they have to experience my singing. Um, (laughs) Yeah? That kind of counts. I have sang on a stage before. Yeah? Or like a a little sibling, a young sibling. Mm. Have you sung them a lullaby? Yes. Many many years ago. Yeah. Mm. But I'm trying to. Th- I'm not trying to think of this. You know, like, have you ever done it in a romantic setting? Oof. Ma- <laughs> 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 that is. It's very let's difficult not, to watch. You ever watch? Let's the- not. Let's not dust these memories off. Live on air, shall we? I find that yeah, it's a one very for the Patreon move. subscribers. <laughs> Patreon. Tier one subs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Adam will personally sing a romantic song for you. Oh, but surely you're just trying to demonstrate your musical inclinations to the other person with this song, you know? That you say, oh, you know, I, I, I do occasionally sing uh, by myself or to others. Because that does signal, like, oh, you're willing to, like, give it a go with your pipes. Mm. I'd love it if someone sang me a song in a romantic setting. Yeah. Uh, irrespective of their level of ability. Hmm. No, I can't agree with that. I'd, yeah, I'd, it's too much. I'd put some it's importance on on ability. <laughs> it's uh, really? it's how can I describe this? It's just a bit not cliche. Okay, it takes a lot of guts, and I understand that. But if it's just me and you sitting and you're singing directly to me. I don't know if I feel on the spot or it just feel. No, I cannot do that. Mm. I'll I'll walk out the door. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't do it if, but the keyword is the irrespective of ability. Like I'd probably be okay only okay with it if they were any good, and that's only because it's like, if they're good at it, it's like an open opening into one of their hobbies because they've obviously spent like time in it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I'm I'm the opposite. I was thinking. Like, the only situation was like, you know, it's, it's bad and makes it kind of funny. So it becomes humorous. Not this super serious, sincere, lovey-dovey moment. Okay, what about what about this like movie cliche moment of like you're at a karaoke with a bunch of people and then a, soppy, a sappy guy gets the mic and dedicates the, the song to like his girl and will like horribly mangle his way through like a love song, <laughs> like dedicating it to like this woman like, with the, who gets the spotlight. Yeah, but and he's mangling through it. I mean, that's that's why it kind of makes it bearable. Like it, it's not 
overly serious. Obviously, yeah. he has these things, but because it's bad, it makes it tolerable. Dude, yeah, yeah. Be like, you want, there's a very fine line. There is a very, very fine there line. There is a very yeah. fine line. Is she yeah. is she enjoying it? Is the is another thing you got to ask, right? What? Well, no, but that's what that's what I'm asking you guys. Would you enjoy it? That's the question. Oh, okay. Would you enjoy being the girl? Oh, like that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I I I think I would. I think I'd love that. If it was mangled, sure. <laughs> if it was skillful, sure. <laughs> This is all of a sudden a pretty good question. I mean, like, okay, all of a sudden you learn stuff about how you should isn't approach it, singing within the relationship. Isn't that because we have, like, all three... Because we, we've had three different responses, right? We've got all representations of, like... No, well, no, well, the fourth one is Jatong saying no, never. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah. 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 What do you think, into, It depends if I'm into the guy, honestly. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And the song of yeah, choice... I, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, tequila or whatever. <laughs> Break things by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> like like Duhast or something by by Ramstein. <laughs> oh, he's so dreamy. <laughs> yeah. uh, you joke, but. Okay, anyway, next, next question. question. Oh, six. actually, that's fair enough. Yeah, next question. Anyway, if you were able to live to the age of ninety and retain either the body or mind of a thirty-year-old for the last sixty years of your life, which would you want? <laughs> so basically, what's more important, like your mind or your body? I guess. I think it'd be weird if you stopped aging at thirty. Like, can you imagine we're all at the pub and? Yeah, like the three of us are sixty and Jatong is like thirty still. <laughs> that'd, be pretty, like, that'd be pretty weird. It would get in the way of like your relationships and just like your life. Yeah, but he's so chiseled, right? He needs it would be a shame to let it yeah. go. <laughs> that is right. Yeah, but um, my mind's the, still the same. So you guys aren't, you know, crimping my style or anything. Wait, hold on. You said it's ninety and thirty, right? So you're saying I could possibly have a 60-year, like, experience advantage if I chose the 90-year-old's mind in the 30-year-old's body? Because uh... compared to other 30-year-olds, the only difference is you've got 60 years more of life experience. No, it, no, you're also like senile. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and and all your references are outdated. <laughs> but you look great. Yeah, but you could just relearn them, right? I mean, d- 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 like. Yeah, no, that's famously what all old people do is they stay really in touch. Yeah. But is it is it is it you know is there inability to stay in touch because of their body or the mind? Oh, it's got to be the mind. I mean, what a question! But it's got to be the mind. Although maybe it's the friends, maybe it's that it's a social group that you hang out with. See, that's what yeah. I think. Like, if you're thirty, right, you got it. Like, it, there shouldn't be much problems. Like, trying to find a, you know, fresh new like young uh, like a like a fresh new friends group, right? And then you can keep up with. <laughs> Unless bald statement, <laughs> and you can only be friends with them for a few years before they age. But again, if you're if you're like fifty percent senile, you know, like that's, that's, <laughs> I don't think any of this like works anymore. But I think this question is we... more discriminant for uh, women because uh, their beauty is uh, more important, socially speaking. 
Whereas we're just that. thinking of like, oh yeah, we're gonna be, you know, like looking good, staying buff. Yeah, I say that. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how how happy I'd be with my body right now as it is. I think that maybe maybe let me get in shape. You know, at least now I'm, I know I need to be really good by the time I hit thirty. Like, I've got, okay, I've got five years to sort this yeah, out. Yeah. You know. Bernardo, on the second of April, when you're thir- on your thirtieth birthday, Whoa. we're hitting the the switch. All right. Yeah, yeah all right. That's the checkpoint or the benchmark. Well, even if it's mine, is... you should still train. You know, start doing Sudoku yeah. puzzles. That's literally what I was about to say. You <laughs> cut me off. I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> Perfect. I was about to say, the alternative is doing loads of Sudoku puzzles until April 2nd. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, That's obscene. I think one more maybe, and then like... And then, and then it might All be right. time, oh, right? Yeah. Do the 36. Do the very last one. Alright, 36. <laughs> I don't think we can do the 36. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Uh, That's probably a good question. I don't know if you'd be willing to answer it in like a casual setting. I think I've got this one used on me before. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, how did that make you feel? Would you like to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Good experience. Was this a personal problem for you? Oh, someone else shared a personal problem with me, mm. like that. It was like probably fine, right? Just talk, just like talking about it was fine, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, but it was like a casual conversation. It wasn't like in a romantic setting. No, it was. It, it was kind. Of, uh, uh, can we? Let, let's not dust off these memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, tier two sub is you get to know about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. I mean, of the limited selection, uh, the eight out of the thirty-six questions to fall in love. What do you guys think of them? I wouldn't want to resort to these questions, is what I'm saying. <laughs> this sounds like a very long process to go through. We got through. Oh, eight. You're more of a wham bam, thank you, ma'am kind of guy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get set up a date and go through all thirty-six of these. <laughs> Give me a long fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many wine balls are you going to go through before you <laughs> reach the end yeah the, the wine's going to be warm by the end of it <laughs> yeah. I, think, uh, I think just like in this podcast we resorted to them because we didn't have anything else to talk about <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah if, like... you're on the, if you're on the date you've got to bring out the oh, by the way here's this you know, New York Times article with a bunch of questions we should ask each other I, I think that's sort of a meta sign that Maybe I think it's it's either you that. have a plan for stuff you want to talk about or uh, you enjoy small talk. So yeah, I guess I'm, it boils down to how much you enjoy small talk. I'm just saying this is definitely not first date material. <laughs> I, I would never <laughs> I would never use this on a first date. If if it was like fourth or fifth, yes, you know, again, what you said, right? Small talk, you know? At that point it's like, okay, let's let's start fleshing out like conversation. I don't know, maybe God, no, there's a voice break to the immortalized. Um I think Maybe it is first date material because that's the date where you have the least actual stuff to talk about mm. and the most like rapid analysis of compatibility to get through. Like maybe if you're both fine, like uh, with you know the ickiness of doing something like that, it can be kind of fun. Yeah, but like like in like a 
In a tongue-in-cheek kind of way, right? Even if you say that, I'd be like, okay, maybe you use one of them to, like, provoke some conversation, you know? I, I wouldn't go down the list on the first date, is what I'm saying. Like, maybe you pick one yeah, out. I definitely think, I definitely think bringing the list is a weird move. <laughs> I, it depends if you're on the same page. Because, like, I, I, I only knew yeah. about this because I saw a meetup where it was like, hey, skip the small talk, you know, for this group, we're just going to use the 36 questions and uh, see how that goes for everybody. Oh, but that's a different scenario, right? You're conditioning on that. That's like the setup, right? Yeah. But you know, as, as an introvert, that seems way more appealing to me than like making small talk to people. Oh, so fair enough. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. Actually, Jatong, yeah. You, you seem to be like somebody who immediately wants to get to the core of things as well. Uh, I just want to speed run through everything. <laughs> <laughs> Show up, boom, ask five questions, min-max, figure out who they are. Is this going to work? No, shake hands, see you later. <laughs> Not going to work out. Goodbye. Yeah. What I really want is I just want to get to know you like really deeply and emotionally as quickly as humanly possible. The, oh, oh my god, there was, there was another Go. thing I read. Like um, Apparently some girls are like sending out uh, Google Docs checklists of questions for you to do before they go on like and then like filtering through that and that's also like a question in of, in of itself i think oh my god because that's no. of a similar yeah. thing because obviously yeah you you can go like oh man that's that's kind of that's weird uh and off-putting like why can't we just meet and talk but also at the same time could be good at filtering get there faster it would be really good at filtering because I would immediately cancel whatever date it is that I've planned with this person. Yeah, exactly. Whether they send me a Google Doc, right? Like, it would be great at filtering from my end. And guaranteed this girl works in HR. No, but for the <laughs> other end as well. Because then it's like, okay, but if they weren't going to do a Google Doc, it probably, that person that made the Google Doc probably also isn't that interested. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I yep. guess. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Lead it with your worst attributes when you know if they're deal breakers. I mean, for those people who do that, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> anyway, food for thought. Uh, thanks for listening in to another episode of the podcast, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, remember next to subscribe to our tier one and tier two Patreon for the additional content. Shut up. Don't listen to the voice behind the curtain. Let's go. Goodbye.